everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to What Women Must Know. This is a podcast for we have fantastic conversations that are really designed to empower you with truthful information so you can make the most informed decision possible regarding your health and well-being. And I love these conversations because I keep learning, and I trust you will keep learning, and there are always solutions out there. There are always there's more that we don't know. So the more we are open to listen to conversations like this, to explore, to investigate, to experiment, the more we will find the answers to what we need to support our health, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. All of those need to be addressed on our journey to health and well-being and, and greater empowerment in our life. So it's great that you are joining me again because I have a wonderful guest, one of my favorite guests I've had on several times before, and we're going to be talking to Udo Erasmus. We're going to be talking today about the importance of enzymes, all sorts of digestive enzymes, to assist you in your health. And it's more than just digestion. It's a big story. So that's where we're going today. But before we do that, first of all, let me just say that if you would like to get the archives of all of these podcasts that I do, and I, I have a second show on Progressive Radio Network, which is called The Love Code, and that's every Saturday at 11 a.m., as well as What Women Must Know. So you can either, you can go to my Facebook page and like me there at What Women Must Know. You can go to my website, which is um, Dr. Cheryl Selman, that's com, or you can go to Podbean, and all of those shows are archived there as well, both What Women Must Know and The Love Code. So there you go. You have lots of choices to uh, follow up with these conversations at your leisure when it's most convenient to you. But please do because there's such important conversations that make such a difference. So um, a little bit about Udo. So Udo Erasmus has an extensive education in biochemistry, genetics, biology, and nutrition, including a master's degree in counseling psychology. He is the co-founder of Udo's Choice Line, Udo designed the machinery for making oils with health in mind and pioneered flax oil, a billion-dollar industry. However, Udo walked a difficult path to become the man he is today. Being a child of war, Udo's life began with intense struggle. As an adult, he got pesticide poisoning, leaving doctors at a loss regarding treatment. Deciding to take his health into his own hands, Udo began researching and his discoveries led him to a passion for finding the answers to life's big questions that would hopefully one day bring him and the world peace. So today, Udo is an acclaimed speaker and an author of many books, including the best-selling book, Fast That Heal, Fast That Kill. He has keynoted an international brain health conference, has traveled to over 30 countries to conduct thousands of live presentations, media interviews, and staff trainings impacting over 25 million lives with his message on oil, health, peace, nature, and human nature. So, as always, it's just such a pleasure to welcome Udo back to What Women Must Know. So we can continue this deep dive into some of the fundamentals to your health and well-being. So, Udo, 
It's great having you back on the show on What Women Must Know. Thank you so much for being here, and I'm really well, looking forward to our conversation today. Thank you for uh, thank you thank you for having me. I love doing these these uh, interviews. You know, you're always such a delight. I have to say that you know you really embody everything that you have been learning, teaching, sharing over the many years. Because you, you you just um, you're so passionate about what you do, and you, you do it out of that place of of true uh, love and compassion for. All, all, all beings on this planet, I would say. I guess, in a sense, your embodiment of true Buddhist teachings, whether you are one or not, officially you are one in my mind. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I have it on good authority that we are supposed to live our lives as an expression of the unconditional love that life has for the body. And if and when we yeah. take time to feel that love that's unconditional that life has for the body, then it is normal expression of feeling that love to be loving towards other living creatures. That's right. That's why, you know, that, and that's what motivates me in doing these shows and supporting others and being able to um, help people you know, out of the woods and into the, into the sunshine, so to speak. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. It, it, you know, um, you know, a blinding flash for me over the years is that we, who we are as spiritual beings, inhabit a physical body, which is an expression of nature. So our body yeah. is nature. And yeah. we need to um, understand and pay attention. I mean, we take care of our plants. We fertilize our plants, we give them water, we give them sunshine, we give them lots of love. We do that to our plants. But we are no different than our plants. This physical body is no different. It needs to be nurtured and loved and fertilized and fed. Um, and and uh, somehow we, we never got taught that. The majority of people, I would say, never got taught that somewhere early in our lives. So... We don't understand that this body is nature and we need to look after it and provide it with fresh air and fresh water and sunshine and good nutrition to keep it functioning optimally. And, you know, it's a, it's a hard ask these days when we live in a world that has ultra-processed foods and um, contaminated water and contaminated air. So this is really our challenge. How do we get back to the garden? Right? How do we get back to the well, garden? I think, so we can I think the reason I think, the I think the reason why we why we live so out of line with nature is because we have been educated by and we tend to look to be educated by experts who themselves live out of line with nature. So they, then you're going to from people who live out of line with nature you're going to get information that's out of line with nature. And we need to be talking to nature. And literally, when I look at how to, to make products that help people with health, I'm always asking as my first question, how was it in nature before we got so civilized? Well, food in nature, for instance, for every creature that eats, according to nature, 
according to life in nature, everything is fresh, whole, raw, and organic. That's the standard for every creature that eats other than us. What we do is we make, invented frying pans and we, we, you know, we turn our food into black stuff and smoke, you know, and then we say, well, we can just eat that and it won't have any consequences. No, that is so far out of line with nature. And your body was made to be able to function well only when you live in line with nature and its nature. And how many of us have even sat down and said, well, what exactly is my nature? And what exactly is it in nature that I need to copy? And, and when we begin to do that, we begin to notice how other creatures live and why they don't get degenerative diseases and, and why they don't end up making wars and atom bombs, for that matter. You know, they're just living in nature, in line with nature, adapted to nature, aligned with nature, as part of nature. And they keep it uh, simple. You know, I saw, I, I want to say, I saw, I saw a statistic recently that says 60% of um, Americans are dealing with a chronic illness. And yeah. if you're over the age of uh, 60, I believe, it's like 85% are dealing with a yeah. chronic illness, chronic degenerative disease. That's such a shocking yep. statistic. You know, it's shocking that we are such a sick country. And it's not just the U.S. It's true for Canadians. It's true for Australians. It's true, you know, I know, you know, New Zealand and Europe. What has, yep. you know, when we look at these statistics, it's shocking how far we have veered from what should be our true nature of health and vitality. And, and you know, health, healthy until we take our last breath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's my, my goal is, is I know I'm going to die one day, but I'm going to die healthy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's but, my motto, but when too. You talk about, but when you talk about those statistics, yeah, not only, not only a 60 and 80% of the population uh, has, a, has a, a, a major degenerative condition, but 70% of them die from cancer, cardiovascular, and diabetes. 70% of the population dies from degenerative diseases that are mainly lifestyle-based. And it has to do with processing foods. We're not eating fresh. We're not eating raw. We're not eating whole. And we're not eating organic. So we get pesticides in the food. The, the, the foods are damaged, by the, especially by the frying. So we're, we're damaging uh, proteins and carbohydrates and fats and vitamins uh, in those processes, and uh, we're, we're not getting it fresh, even the fresh food in the supermarket, often it's two weeks old. And you lose nutrients the moment you cut the, the plant off of its roots. So it's not fresh. And then it's whole, the processing. If you wanted to, t to take, find one thing to blame for all these degenerative diseases, I would say processing is the number one reason for so much illness, because we're taking things out that nature put into foods, and we're adding things that nature never put in foods that are synthetic and are foreign to the body and foreign to nature. And we mess up our digestion by destroying the enzymes and probiotics 
that are found on raw foods in nature or in foods in nature, and then we put a much bigger load on the digestive, more than a double the load on the digestive system, then the immune system has to get involved. Then the immune system is prevented from doing its other jobs in the body, and then we think that's not going to make a difference. It has to make a difference. So, so we're not doing fresh, we're not doing whole, we're not doing raw, and we're not doing organic. Those are the, the four parts of the standard. So I would say to people, okay, wherever you are right now, which is a long ways away from, from natural and therefore a long ways away from healthy, take steps in the direction of fresh, whole, raw, organic. Step by step by step. Every step you take in that direction, you will get something improving in health. And every step that you took away from that, you, you pay something in health eventually. And so there's, and there isn't another way around it. You know, we have fancy gadgets and fancy measuring instruments and we can do surgery and we can do radiation and we do, can do chemotherapy. We have all, we've invented all of this stuff that does disease management, but is not healthcare, even though we call it healthcare. We don't even know that industry doesn't even have a clear definition of what health is. You will find a clear de definition of health in the study of biology, but nobody talks about health in biology. But, but you're studying nature the way nature is when it's normal. In medicine, they study disease. And you don't just because you know everything that's wrong, that doesn't tell you what's right. And so we, we, I, I actually took a year of medicine because I wanted to know what health is, because I wanted to help people get healthy. And I figured if I knew what health is, then I can look at where they are and turn them around in the direction of health, give them a push and watch them get better. And, but then I found out we're only learning about disease. And we were told that a doctor should always sound as though he knows what's going on, even when he doesn't. So that we call that lying on the farm. I grew up on a farm without electricity. We call that lying. So I went to the dean and I said to him, you know, I came here to study health. I'm only learning about disease. What is health? And I thought maybe we get we get get to learn that in the second or third or fourth year of medicine. And he looked at me and he said, "We don't know what health is. We're working on it." And that was probably the most <laughs> disappointing statement that I ever got in my life. We don't know. We're working on it because they're not working on it. And I realized by the end of the year that I was learning more about health in biology. So I went back into biology and specialized on biochemistry and genetics because that's you're learning about the molecules and you're learning about their properties and you learn about how the molecules get changed. So you, you learn all of that in, in biological sciences, which is why biological sciences are an incredibly good foundation for anyone who wants to know what health is. I wouldn't send them to nutrition school. I wouldn't send them to medical school. I would send them to biology because there you're getting it without uh, commercial agendas, you're just looking at the nature of things. And when you look at the nature of things and then you begin to copy it or to align with it, then good things happen in your, in your body, in your life, in your health. So let's talk about digestive enzymes. Talk about enzymes. Let's start yeah. at the beginning, Udo, and, and yeah. uh, talk about what they are why we need them, how we use them up, and why we need to either find ways to enhance our body's own ability to produce enzymes 
yeah. or get further support. Yeah. So we could spend six hours on it, but we're going to do it in, in 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so enzymes are, is the name given to protein molecules that act like catalysts. And what that means, a catalyst is something that makes a chemical reaction happen that wouldn't happen if that catalyst wasn't there to make it happen. And the catalyst also means that this makes these these chemical reactions happen, or biological reactions, or biochemical reactions happen, but is not changed by the reaction that it makes happen. That's what a catalyst means. And enzymes are protein molecules. They're all made out of protein. So the enzymes that digest starch are made out of protein. The enzymes that digest fats are made out of protein. And the enzymes that digest proteins are made out of protein. So all the enzymes are are proteins, no matter what they're digesting, but they're very specialized. And the reason why proteins are enzymes, by the way, almost everything that goes on in your cells is catalyzed by enzymes. And there are thousands of different kinds of enzymes that make sure that all the reactions you need for health in your cells are taking place properly. And the enzyme molecules, because they don't break down in these reactions, they can be used over and over and over and over and over again. And some of the digestive enzymes that we'll get to in a second, some of those digestive enzymes can do can break a molecule, a very particular kind of molecule, in a specific place a million times a second. So these are like really fast acting. They're faster than data in Star Wars. And you know how they had he was the computer? And he would do things, and they get faster and faster, and then his hands would become a blur. Well, enzymes are even faster than that. So, so they're made out of protein. And the reason why they're made of, out of proteins is because in proteins, there are carbon molecules that can form four bonds in different directions on that one atom, and nitrogen, which can form three bonds in three different directions, and oxygen, which forms two usually forms bridges, and hydrogen, which ends, uh, which ends a part of a molecule. Like once you put a hydrogen on it, you can't put another, you can't stick another atom onto the hydrogen because it will only hook up with one, with, with one other atom. So, and because of that, there is, a, there is a huge, almost infinite number of different ways that you can hook these, these atoms together to get an almost infinite number of different shaped, different shaped molecules that allow very specific reactions in molecules because of their shape to take place. So these are like these, these are the workhorses of everything that goes in the body. They're all made out of protein and protein is the is the, the reason that why they're all made out of protein is because proteins are so unbelievably versatile in their structures and therefore in their functions. So that's, that's the big field of, of enzymes. The enzyme we're going to talk about are the enzymes that break down our foods. We call them digestive enzymes. In the body, we make digestive enzymes that, are, that go into our saliva 
and start to and digest starches, break starches down into sugars. There's a little bit of uh, lipase, which is a fat digesting enzyme that breaks down fats, and almost no protease to break down protein. So when we eat food, uh, the amylase digests the starch into you know, into into sugar. And one of the reasons why it's important to chew your foods thoroughly is that you get your your starch digestion uh, taken care of very quickly. Uh, and then you swallow, and they end up sitting at the top of your stomach for about usually close to an hour. And in that hour, the enzymes that came out of the saliva continue to digest the, the digesting the starches and fats in your foods. And like I said, not much protein digestion because there are very few protein digesting enzymes in your saliva. But in your stomach, after it sits there for an hour, so an enormous amount of digestion is done while the food is sitting in your stomach. And I've only talked about uh, the enzymes that you're that goes into your saliva. But in raw foods, there are also enzymes that when you chew those foods properly, the enzymes in those raw foods self-digest those foods. And the average amount of digestion you get from those enzymes is about 60%. In that hour that it's sitting in your stomach waiting to go into the stomach acid, where protein digestion begins, in that hour while it's sitting there, the enzymes in the raw food are doing 60% of the digestion for you. In some foods, it's 90%. In some foods, it's 10%. But the average is about 60%. What does that mean? Well, if you cook your foods, you destroy the enzymes that were present and active in the raw food, and now your digestive system has to do more than twice as much work because now the digestive system has to provide all those enzymes. They come out of your stomach, they come out of your pancreas, and those enzymes also come out of cells that line your digestive tract. And if, if the digestive enzymes that your body makes uh, don't get the job done, then the immune system has to get involved, and now your immune system gets involved in digestion, and you're basically tying it up in digestion because there's so much work to be done there that the, the, the immune system is not free to go and do its other functions in the body like digest inflammatory proteins or uh, digest bacteria or viruses that could get into your, into your body. Uh, it, it, it can't then do that job as well. So by cooking our food, we actually inhibit our immune system because we make it have to get involved in, in digestion. The most important of the enzymes is the protein-digesting enzymes. They're called protease, proteases or proteolytic enzymes. And literally any protein they come in contact with, it, they will chop it up, sometimes from the one end, sometimes from the other end, sometimes in a specific place in the middle next to a specific amino acid. These are very, very, they're super good at what they do, but they only do one thing. And the best way to get good digestive proteolytic enzymes 
is to get a whole bunch of different ones into a formulation because they because they the the more different kinds you have the faster protein digestion takes place why is that important because if you don't digest proteins which the food proteins are foreign proteins if those get in into your body you develop a food sensitivity or a food allergy which can also turn into an autoimmune problem because you didn't get the proteins these foreign proteins digested into the amino acids that you need to make your own proteins out and the and the amino acids that proteins are made of you don't become allergic to those because those are the same amino acids for every creature in nature but they're put together in different ways so they have to be completely broken down from the chicken you eat or the carrot you eat or the bean you eat or whatever it is you ate to supply the protein has to be completely chopped down into the amino acids you then absorb the amino acids into your body and then your in your in your body life creates your body own proteins according to your own genetic program and so protein digestion is the most important part of digestion fat digestion is pretty effective you know it's, it's been figured out if you eat fat or oil uh about 4 to 6% of that fat or oil ends up in your stool and all the rest of it is digested by lipase and is absorbed into your body as fuel or for for structure of the membranes or whatever it's used for and so pro, uh so fat digestion is quite efficient and carb digestion i would almost slow it down because the way what what we've done with our carbs we've refined them they they get digested very quickly they turn into into glucose or sugar that sugar is absorbed you can get high blood sugar then you get uh that that can, that can be toxic so insulin drives the sugar into the cells and in the cells if it's not burned there it gets turned into fat and most people's overweight comes from eating more carbs than they burn and you can set yourself up for carb addiction by your blood sugar going up and then insulin driving into the cell and driving it down you get mood swings you get cravings and carb addiction leads to overweight it's the main source of overweight um so Wait, that's so, I so think, can i jump in here can, can yeah. i jump in for a minute so when you know these days we're talking a lot about the 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 need to support the microbiome and the focus yep. is on probiotics right bringing mm-hmm. in different yep. probiotics bringing in yep. different fibers to support the digestive system but there hasn't been as much emphasis on the role of at least i don't think there's been as much emphasis on the role of digestive enzymes because if you do have impaired gut health due to antibiotics, due to steroids, due to toxins, due to the birth control pill, all those things which actually act as antibiotics and can cause erosion of the gut lining, uh then there's this deficiency of enzymes. So you're therefore in, uh, impaired in your ability to absorb and assimilate the food you're eating. So the mm-hmm. role of enzymes and what's happening the degradation of our enzymes 
It's as important an issue, I think, as the need to create a healthy microbiome. Uh, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, if you, if you have digestive problems, my view is after oils, which are the most confused and ne- neglected area in health, the second most neglected and confused area is digestion. And in digestion, you have to have, well, obviously, you have to have stomach acid. Um, that's usually not a problem if you're eating properly. You need probiotics, friendly bacteria that, that um, protect you from unfriendly bacteria. You need enzymes, digestive enzymes, to make sure that your foods are completely broken down and you get all the nutrients absorbed into your uh, diet. You need fiber because it's the friendly, it's the food for the friendly bacteria. And the fourth thing is bitters, which are herbs that are bitter that improve both digestion and liver function. And when you do those four right, usually most of your digestive problems go away, which is really interesting. And of all of those four, um, I would say the first probiotics, everybody's talking about them now. The second, digestive fiber, we've we've talked about for ages, eat plant-based foods because animal foods don't have fiber in them. Uh, The enzymes have been majorly neglected. And part of it comes from uh, some people who are not well-trained making an interesting statement. So I'll give you the statement and talk about it. The guy who, when I started working, uh, talking about enzymes way back, I mean, I've been at this for like almost 45 years. And when I started talking about enzymes, he said, well, wait a minute. If you take enzymes like as a supplement in a capsule, then aren't you making your body dependent on enzymes and aren't you going to make your body too lazy to make enzymes? And then that would be, that would be bad for you. Well, that was never, ever, ever, ever the case. There is no research that shows it. If you take enzymes, then your body gets lazy. No, what we're trying to do with the enzymes that we take supplementally, we're replacing the enzymes that we were supposed to be getting in our raw foods that we destroyed when the foods were cooked or processed. And I started, you know, (laughs) my daughter who who works with me um, uh, once, she she took a, a biology course. And she said, you know, that I, I was in the course today and my professor told me, you don't eat enzymes. This is, by the way, is the other place where, they, where the dissing of the enzymes comes from. She said, you know, you don't need enzymes in your food because your body makes all the enzymes you need. And he said, I know that you talk about enzymes and that they're useful for health, but I didn't know what to tell her. I don't know what I, sh- what I should have told her. So I said, well, I don't know what you should tell her, but here's what I would have told her. If enzymes don't work, how come when I began to take them with my food, I stopped farting so much? She laughed. Of course, she laughed, and I laughed, right? <laughs> but, they, but, but in many of the books that are used to teach nutrition, they're talking about some, somebody 100 years ago made a statement about enzymes. And it wasn't founded on fact, and it wasn't based on research. And they make the statement, and everybody who writes a book in the same field 
copies the author on the assumption that he did his homework, and that's how misrepresentation gets spread through, through the entire field. And that's what happened to enzymes. Here's another thing about enzymes. Enzymes made of protein, protease enzymes, proteolytic enzymes, digest proteins. One of the things I do when I get a cold or a flu, which is caused by an enzyme that has a protein coat. And that enzyme that has a protein coat, it lands on a cell, injects its genetic material into the cell, that genetic material then takes over the cell machinery, makes 200 or 300 copies of the cell, blows up the cell, and now you've got 200 or 300 viruses with protein coats, looking, each looking for a cell to infect. And that's how we get colds and why they take over, why they happen so fast, and it took, takes like seven to, eight, seven to nine days to, for the immune system to catch up with them and make antibodies and, and take them on. That's why it lasts that long. But here's the thing. If you were eating raw foods, and this is, I think, where my interest began, I noticed that people who eat mostly raw food, which would be mostly plant-based, but wouldn't necessarily be, if you eat only raw foods, you never kill, you never destroy the enzymes in those foods. And the people that I knew who were on mostly raw food diets hardly ever got colds. And I was getting like three or four, two or three, three or four, snot nays, snot nose, major colds every year. And I found that's what got me interested in, in enzymes because I knew that when you cook foods, you destroy the enzymes. I already knew that. These guys weren't cooking their foods, weren't destroying the enzymes, weren't getting colds. So then I thought, well, if we cook the foods, let's replace the enzymes because, and let's see if that works. So what I do now is I have enzymes, I have digestive enzymes called advanced adult enzyme blends made by a company called Flora, uh, my formula. And what I do is if I get a sore throat or I start getting um, um, plugged up, I take an enzyme in a capsule, I stick it in my mouth, I chew it up, and I make sure that the enzymes get put everywhere in my mouth because every virus that an enzyme, a protease enzyme comes in contact with, it will digest the protein coat out off of that virus and put that virus out of commission before it gets into a cell. So you have to do it on the outside because all those viruses come from the outside and they get into the back of our nose or in our nose or in our mouth or even in our eye ducts. And you want to pick them off before they get into cells. And then when you take a huge load off your digestive system, and I literally, in the, I was uh, on a tour from Switzerland, on a train from Switzerland to uh, Vienna to give talks. Happened to speak German, so uh, they, they, they brought me in. And I, had a, I got a major cold in, in Switzerland, and I was on the train all night, and the next day I had to give a talk in, in Vienna. And overnight, I don't know, I don't remember the actual number, but every hour I chewed up some enzymes. And by the time I was in Vienna, my cold was gone. So I was able to knock hmm. a seven or eight day cold, I was able to knock it off in one 
in one in less than one day. And uh, I be, I consistently do that now when I start getting a sore throat because you know that's one of the things that happens when you get the virus. I take the enzymes, I, I get them to digest the protein coat off the virus, and I literally can knock off the cold before it, it becomes full fledged. Maximum one. So one Udo, Udo, yeah. Udo, talking about protein coats, let's go in and talk about proteolytic enzymes. I actually got really interested in proteolytic enzymes. When a friend had a stroke, I was recommending that he got proteolytic enzymes to thin the blood. Yeah. It's also, um, then I was very interested in the work of Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, who used proteolytic enzymes with his cancer patients. And um, there's a lot of interest now in proteolytic enzymes to help dissolve clots that are being um, found increasing numbers from reactions to a lot of the shocks that people are getting. So I think that's a really important subject to introduce to people so they can understand the role of proteolytic enzymes and and, uh, why they may want to include them in in their, you know, protocol. Yeah, good good point. Uh, you know, there are when people get strokes, occasionally the doctors will inject proteolytic enzymes into their blood. And those proteolytic enzymes will digest the clot because the clot's made out of protein. And so natokinase has been used for that, but uh, serapeptase can be used for that. But literally any proteolytic enzyme will be helpful. And it's in two ways. One is you can inject it into the into the arteries that need to be cleaned out. And the second way is you take them with food or you take them between meals and you free the immune system because the immune system also makes enzymes that digest proteins. And you're taking a load off it and allowing it to do other jobs better. So when I talk about inflammatory proteins and, yes, cancer cells and, yes, uh, clots in, in blood vessels, the immune system takes care of that if we take care of our immune system. And taking proteolytic enzymes for digestion helps both when they're used directly on these, on these uh, cells, uh, you know, on these cells and, and these proteins, but also indirectly by making sure that you're not more than doubling your digestive load and giving that to the immune system because that's what happens when you cook your food, right? That 60% digestion that happens when you're, you know, when you eat raw foods, 60%, that means your digestive system only has to deal with 40% of digestion. So I call call the digestive system a cleanup system because most of the digestion is supposed to be done by you chewing up the raw foods and releasing the enzymes in those foods. And you doing that, and they'll do 60% of the work. But if you don't do that, then that extra work falls to your digestive system and your immune system. So, uh, but the other one is too, you know, viruses. Most viruses have protein coats. Uh, and there's lots of them. There are, there are a few viruses that have lipid coats. So what I'm talking about now doesn't work on them, but all of the protein code viruses, and it's most of the ones that we do vaccinations against, they have protein codes, proteases, proteolytic enzymes will digest the protein coat off those viruses. And if there's an, any natural preventive or, or uh, um, 
um, treatment that you want to do on protein infections. Digestive enzymes rich in many different kinds of protease are absolutely ought to be the first thing on, on your list if you're going to do it in a natural way. And, and you know, Udo, the other thing we need to um, let people know is that if um, you're going to go into a surgery, yeah. uh, it's advised to take keep the proteolytic enzymes before you go into surgery and after to accelerate the healing process. And I actually have seen this in surgery yep. with my mother who had, right. you know, amazing recovery. Right. Right. Well, you know what? If anything that goes, goes bad in the body that the immune system has to deal with will be improved by having a better intake of proteolytic enzymes, of digestive enzymes. I, I grin. It's true. Uh, you know, I can tell you another thing that's really interesting. I had scars, you know, because I had a pretty rough childhood. So, you know, I have a big scar on my knee and I have a big scar in the bottom of my chin and I have one on my elbow, you know, from, you know, from youthful excesses. Fell down on stuff and got cut by something. I had a big one where I chopped myself in the knee with an axe because I walked up a log and the log rolled. And it fell off, and you know. So I have I had lots of enzymes, and they were all raised. You know how enzymes get raised. You know you can feel them. When I started taking enzymes, all of those scars got reworked, and none mm -hmm. of them are raised anymore. And that took probably to, to rework an enzyme like that might take you a couple of years. But literally, again, why is that? You're making sure digestion is working properly. So your immune system doesn't have to get involved in digestion. And when your immune system is full-on ready to do what needs to be done in the body, it will go and rework the scars and improve the circulation where that scar used to be. And I've had it in, like, at least four places. And none of them are raised anymore. You can still see some of them, but they're not raised anymore. And that, so that tissue was cut completely re, uh, rebuilt. And sometimes in scars, the circulation isn't very good. So then you start getting, you can get tumors in those, in those scars, and you can get other problems that come from, not, not, from poor, poor circulation. But the immune system will, will do all of that. And, and so, the, so why enzymes haven't become explosive in their use is way beyond me. Except there are some people saying the stupid things about them. They absolutely are are um, they're they're like a, they're a huge gift from nature in digestion and in immune function. And uh, immune function so, is also involved in circulation in other ways, not just clot. But you know, the immune system basically re rebuilds everything that goes wrong in the body. Any inflammation, you know, the body takes down the immune the uh, the inflammatory proteins. And like you said, cancer and 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 uh, clots and and uh, and scar formation. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, you said something interesting earlier, Udo. That um, food. Just one, food just one thing. Well, there was one thing that I just want to highlight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I know. I'm just having you fun. Said, 
<laughs> you said uh, that food allergies mm-hmm. are the result of the inability to properly digest uh, protein. Protein. Yeah. So lack of, mm-hmm. of lack of enzymes. That's a really interesting point because that's such a big story right now. Right, so many people have food allergies, food sensitivities, and they're going on cleansing diets, and they're, you know, doing a lot of probiotics, and you know, just lots of suggestions. But, but, but that caught my attention. Maybe what's really needed is just to increase the proteolytic enzymes in one's diet to help digest these proteins that we find. That are yeah. in di- we don't have enough of these enzymes, so we can't digest these proteins and body reacts to them. I- Can you elaborate? Is that true? Yeah. Give me yeah, your yeah. thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's how it works. If you take a protein, like a foreign protein, and you inject that into your body, your body will t- make antibodies against it. That's Your immune system, by the way, does that. And if you then inject, inject it again, you can get a, an anaphylactic shock reaction, and it, you could actually get killed by it because the immune system will overreact because it's trying to get rid of a foreign protein that's attacking you, and that's part of its job. But if you don't digest your food properly, then sometimes partially digested or undigested protein molecules are absorbed into your body. Your body, your immune system then has to attack it because it's foreign. And your body was trained in early childhood. What is body-owned protein? We leave them alone. We don't digest body-owned protein. We only digest proteins that don't belong in the body because they're foreign. So that's the job of the immune system. And then there is another part to it, which is that if the foreign protein that the immune system has to attack has a similarity with a body-owned protein, then sometimes the immune system will begin to attack that body-owned protein too because now it's being sensitized to this threat because the, the antibodies are always made against a short part of the protein, not the whole long damn 500 amino acid string, but only to maybe 10 to 20 amino acids. Well, they, there are proteins in the body that have some similarities with proteins of other creatures, especially the animals, which is why you get food allergies and autoimmune conditions more likely caused by animal proteins than by plant proteins, because the plant proteins are more different to human body proteins than animal proteins are. So, uh, so yeah, so it's an, it's an important consideration. And if you're, if you made sure at every meal from birth to death that you had enough enzymes in your food to completely digest all the proteins in your food, you would never be able to create a food allergy. You could still get an allergy, you know, through a wound and, and protein getting into the wound, but you would not be able to get a, a, uh, an, as, and a food sensitivity or food allergy, because once you completely digest the protein, there's nothing for the immune system to react against, because amino acids, even though they come from other animals, are the basic building blocks for us too. And so the immune system lets them through and doesn't attack them. 
But when they get strung together in long strings, then you have a protein. And that protein, and that protein is different in a chicken and in a cow and in a, in a carrot. That if you, if that string gets uh, absorbed undigested, then the immune system is forced to make war against, against it. And then you get inflammation and then you get pain and then you get swelling, you know, and then you get bloating. You know, sometimes you get bloating. There's lots of, lots of symptoms in your digestive tract from poor digestion. And, and they, the I, I probiotics. I was just going to say that when, you know, there's so many issues with inflammation going on in people's gut, there's lots of reasons, you know, the toxins yeah. and pesticides, the glyphosate we're ingesting, there's just so much that's damaging our guts, all the, all the medications and so on and so forth. Yeah. And it's important for people to understand, as far as I no, I may correct me if I'm wrong, but the cells that line that are found in the lining of the gut that produce digestive enzymes are like one cell thick, and and if they if that lining is damaged, you you actually yeah. destroy the cells that produce digestive enzymes into the intestinal tract. It, now, is that true? Well, yeah, I wouldn't say it quite that definitively. If you're, if you're not breaking down the foods, if you get inflammation, you get, you get, um, they call them, uh, leaky gut, gap junction, uh, gaps. And then molecules right. can go in those gaps and kind of escape the digestive system and end up in your body not fitting where they, you know, there's no place for them in the body. They're not supposed to be there. So then they interfere with what's supposed to be going on in the space they occupy, and then the immune system comes along, creates inflammation, tries to break them down, and, you know, then that, to, to have that, to, to, to make that work properly, you have to have a strong immune system. And that means you need to do whatever you need to do to support your immune system in those jobs and taking digestive enzymes and also probiotics because probiotics also make enzymes that help with digestion. So it's not just the enzymes, but in probiotics, you get some enzymes, whereas when you get, uh, like in a capsule of probiotics, you, you get microorganisms that make some enzymes. But when you take a capsule of enzymes, that's like 100% enzymes. So you're getting much more enzymes much more concentrated and for dealing with the digestion issues and freeing the immune system both the digestive enzymes and the probiotics are super super helpful so should everyone be taking digestive enzymes with meals everybody everybody who who cooks food should be replacing the enzymes that they destroyed when the foods were cooked in the meal that they're eating but even even more, the people who have, when I started working with these people who are raw foodists and then, that hardly ever got colds, when they started playing with the enzymes, one of them was, a, was one, of my, one of our distributors, and he started taking the enzymes because he, he wanted to know what, what's it going to do for me. Well, he said that even when he ate raw foods, he got better digestion 
when he added enzymes to the raw foods than he did when he just ate the raw foods. So it makes digestion even of raw foodists better. So fundamentally, everybody should be taking enzymes when they eat food. Why? Because if you're not if you're not making your first priority, making sure that your foods get completely digested, you're actually asking for trouble. Because you will get that trouble if your foods don't get properly digested. And it's so simple to take probiotics and to take enzymes when you eat foods. It's like it's a no-brainer. It is a 100% a no-brainer. So, Udo, you have a digestive enzyme formula, correct? Tell yeah. us about that yep. in, in, a, in a couple of minutes we have left. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, it's called um, – uh, Flora is the company that makes it. It's called Advanced Adult Digestive Enzyme Blend. And what, we, what I do with enzymes when I develop enzymes, I make them low in amylase because I don't want to speed up uh, starch digestion into sugar because that gets you the blood sugar swings and all that. But there are some proteins that have starch strings on them, and they're hard to digest. They're called lectins. You've probably heard a lot about it, because there's a guy who makes a whole bunch of stuff, uh, and, and instead of digesting the starch strings off the proteins, he says you should avoid the foods. Well, he doesn't understand the enzymes, because he hasn't done his homework. He's also a medical doctor, <laughs> and they're not trained in nutrition. Right although they sometimes sound like they invented it. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Um, so, uh, yeah, so in enough amylase to digest the starch strings, then the lectins are not lectins anymore. Now they're just pure proteins. And then those become easily digested. The most important is the protein-digesting enzymes. And we have, like, there's got to be, like, 20 somewhere between 20 and 40 different kinds of different enzymes. There's like 10 come from bromelain, uh, and they're all different kinds of enzymes. Some of them nibble from the one end of the protein string, the others, others from the other end, others in the middle. You want to have a mixture of those as much as possible because you want to get the protein digestion done as efficiently as possible so that you, you break them all down to the amino acids that are then no longer able to cause you digestion issues. And then you have the building blocks for all the proteins that you need to build in your body as well, including repairing the gap junctions and making sure that, you know, the, the cells lining the digestive tract are getting what they need to, uh, to do their jobs. Uh, and then lipase, medium, because lipase is, is rarely a person's big problem unless you have... Um, uh, um, gluten allergy, a serious real gluten allergy uh, or celiac disease, or there's uh, cystic fibrosis. People in those, they get make a lot of mucus, and the digestive enzymes don't work as well. Um, they, they have problems with fat digestion, so those people would also benefit from getting more lipase because they're not digesting much of their food uh, uh, well. But, but those are the only ones that have fat digestion problems um, are, are people with, um, with celiac disease and, and cystic fibrosis. So, so we, so, and those are the three main kinds of enzymes. Um, 
Most important, the protein digesting enzymes, proteolytic or protease, uh, least amylase, just enough to digest the starch strings, lipase to deal with digest with, to deal with fat digestion, and then there are other other ones. There's one called uh, alpha galact uh, what's it called alpha galactosidase um, alpha. Anyway, it, you know there are some. Uh, vegetables that are a little gassy, like broccoli and, and beans and, and those. So uh, there are enzymes that break down the complex sugars that cause the gassiness. Gassiness caused by bacteria eating those sugars. And you can you can get uh, cellulase enzymes and fiber digesting enzymes. And I mean, there's so many enzymes. They, everything in in the biological world is done by enzymes. But the, the three main important ones are the number one protease, number two lipase, number three amylase for proteins, fats, and sugars. So, so you take them, the best no, way to take them, open them in, in your food or take them during the meal. Okay. So I just, I, we're just coming to the end. So I want people to know they yes. can go to your website, which is Udo's Choice, U-D-O-S, Udo's Choice.com, or... Your advanced digestive enzymes are under the label of flora, and people can get them in, what, health food stores or online yeah. or off through your website. Yeah, yeah um, they're in health food stores. Uh, I just want to say, Udo, thank you so much for sharing this information. It's really been a fascinating conversation. I've learned a lot, and it's made me even more committed to taking enzymes now that I understand so much more from what you've shared with us today. Yeah. So. Uh, it's definitely a, a piece that I think people need to understand and incorporate into their, you know, vitamin regimen with their meals. It'll make such a difference. And I have seen miracles taking things like proteolytic enzymes. So people can yep. check it out, investigate it. If they want a really good formula, you want to get your formula, Advanced Digestive Enzymes, which you put so much into this formula personally to make it the most effective of all possible <laughs> formulas. So, yeah. um, you know, that, that's just, um, you know, it's, it's exciting because it's another uh, piece of the puzzle to regain our health. So thank you so yeah. much, Udo, for yeah. everything you do and for your, um, you know, your brilliance in formulating and in your integrity. It's just uh, such a, uh, in honor to have you on the show and to share all the research you've done. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I totally appreciate uh, you uh, bringing me bringing me on, and I hope all your listeners get some benefits because we all deserve to live better than we do. Absolutely, and we have to go. So udoschoice.com. This is Dr. Cheryl Silman. We've been talking to Udo Erasmus. Join me next week on What Women Must Know. Until then, always honor the wisdom of your feminine self. Bye for now. All right. Bye bye. 